Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. What up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Frank? And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you as well, Frank. Congratulations, guys. This is episode number 200. Congratulations. For the pod. That's crazy. Are you guys are really accepting those congratulations? Why not? You don't think you should deny it? I'll accept it. Is it you? Well, is it your 200th episode, Barry? No. No? I didn't say it, it was mine. Is it 200th episode? I, I didn't say that it was. You guys should be fucking congratulating me. I, I said congratulations. 200 for me. Said, <laughs> yeah, that was not really... <laughs> I said, con- I said congratulations. Con- I wasn't saying it to myself. Why would I say it to myself? He's he's mad that you accepted it. <laughs> you you accepted it. I, yeah. didn't ex- I didn't say I accept it. As if it's been a long road to 200 for you guys. Not to me. Jay, you're on 18. No, cool. I don't even know. That's it? Really? Right, you've had a lot. Surprising. I didn't realize that you came in in the first season. Yeah, I came in a couple months in, three months in or yeah. so. so uh, maybe five months in. Okay, maybe five months. <laughs> All right, well, we're it's the 200th episode, so that's exciting. Maybe since it's 200 episodes as a, as a, as a gift, you guys can leave some fucking reviews because it's been a while. Mm. Yeah, we haven't got anything new in a while. Yeah. I don't know why. So please, wherever you listen to the show, remember, leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that will turn non-believers of this very show into actual fucking co-hosts with me. Oh, God, here we go. (laughs) Because I will never forget, a few weeks after I started this, playing the show for you, Barry and Jay... At Barry's house. And were you guys not like mocking the, me just doing this podcast? I mean, I don't remember that. Barry does. Mocking <laughs> Barry? We, we mocked him? I definitely didn't mock you. You were like, who's going to listen to this? You're doing, you're, you're like. I was trying to wrap my head around it, that's it. all. <laughs> you didn't even know what a podcast was. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. And here we are, 200 episodes later. And what, four years? No. Almost 2017. Yeah. Army in 2021? Correct. It's four and a half years. Well, don't you do 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. That's five years. Mm, That's true. This is the fifth year. See, I do 2017 to 2018 was one year. Yeah, no, it's four years. To 19 is two years. To 20 is three years. And now to 21 is four years. How is this season five? And then then? we just capped over a couple of months probably. How is this season five if it's been four years? It's four. We are in the midst of the the fifth year. Right, four and a half years. We are in the fifth year. Yes, that's right. in the fifth year. We haven't completed the fifth year. So it's been five years. That means it's been fucking five years. No, it hasn't yet actually, Craig. No. 
we haven't completed the fifth, the fifth year, year yet. But you've been doing it for four it's, years. Right. We got four in the books, Craig. And we're about halfway through our You're fifth. You're in the fifth. We did 2017. Take four. the L, Craig. We no. did 2018, too. No, no, that's not. We did 2019, three. That's not, that's not three. how you do it. It's not <laughs> we did 2024. It's, it's not how you do it. What are you talking about? We're in the fucking 11th month of 2021. That's five no. years. No, we didn't. We, we're we're barely until the 21, 22 season. Do I have to season. do the math again? 2017, one. This is very simple. No, it's- 2017, it's, one. It is simple, but you're getting it wrong. What, did you start so, January 1st of 2017, Craig? No, you July. July. All right, so then you go yeah. from July 2017 to July, to July 2018. July 2018 that's is one. one year. Then 18 okay. to 19 is two. 19 to 20 is three. 20 to 21 is four. Right, it was four years in July. We're only no, in November it's, now. It's, it's the fifth year. All right, guys. <laughs> I'll give you that, that it's the fifth year, but we haven't- You're in the fifth year, but it's been four years. We've been doing it for five years. No. How have we been doing it for four years? When you get to July of next year, that will be five years. It will be five years, but we've been doing it for five years. There's a difference. No. Yes, Jay. No. Yeah, I understand. I, you, I understand what you're saying, you've, Craig. You've done it semantic in five no, I'm just separate. Trying to, I'm five just digging in. Years, I don't even know what I'm saying. But that doesn't mean that you've anymore. done it for five years. Craig's saying that we've done it in the year 2017. Right. We've done it so in the year saying, 2018. We've done it in he's literally done it five, in five years. separate years. That's which, right. Yes. Exactly. Thank you guys for agreeing with, with me. Finally. <laughs> 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 All right. So we're going to celebrate soon, but first. Bet online. If you're looking to place a bet, that's where Barry places his bets. Barry, have you heard about the big fight coming up? Yes, this is one involving Frank Gore. Yeah, and Darren Williams. December eighteenth, Darren Williams versus Frank Gore, the former Net, former Jazz. The odds right now are Darren Williams minus two fifty, Frank Gore plus two hundred. Really, Frank Gore is like a tank. And Darren, but Darren, Williams- Darren, you can, by the way, place your bets at betonline.ag for this fight on December 18th. But yes, Frank Gore is big, but Williams apparently owns an MMA gym. Oh, okay. All right. See, that I didn't know. All right. And he's been training heavily in that and boxing. Frank Gore also has bad knees. If you want to bet on that, go to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code believe 50 BLEAV50 to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Episode 200 guys, can we get like a round of applause? Do you have a sound effect for that, Jay? Um, look at this fucking guy. I don't actually. What? Wow. You think you'd have that in the ready? <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you have that? You um, know we were celebrating tonight. I mean, I've got some like yelling if you'd like, some celebrating. All right, do that. What a journey it's been, guys. What a journey. For me, starting all alone to out of desperation of just the depression of being a Knicks fan, all the way to Barry's bathroom. Barry, you remember recording in your bathroom? Oh, how can I forget, Craig? (laughs) The fucking setup you used to do, you used to set up like... Your Nick stuff, oh covering my God. the shower. So pathetic now that I think back to it. <laughs> Sad, really. And then all the way to, to that energy that Blandy brings to this show. Right. Almost as much energy as that Nick starting lineup. You can't replicate it. You can't. 
So, Jay, I sent you some flashback clips. You did. I'm going to warn everyone, this is when we used to not care about using popular music. So there's a ton of fucking music in these clips. But you know what? To celebrate, who gives a fuck? (laughs) This is from July 31st, 2017, the first episode, which I don't know, maybe a lot of people haven't heard it. This was the debut. Well, you can't even go back and listen to it if you want to. You can't. I had to rip them down. Jay takes a sip, and you're going to fucking play the clip soon? Uh, yeah, well, you were talking. I didn't want to start it, and then have you... <laughs> Jesus. What's up, Knicks fans? It's a hard Knicks life. Episode one. Listen up, we got a lot to talk about. It's been a crazy NBA offseason. That and voice. it's been really crazy Classic. for the Knicks, even though... Not that much is even happening, right? What are we going to talk about on today's show? From Chris Dapp's report, Zingus, skipping that exit interview with Phil Jackson, to Phil Jackson falling asleep during those draft workouts, to Phil Jackson getting fired, the mellow rumors going to Houston, to Cleveland, the Blazers, the signing of Tim Hardaway Jr., Kyrie Irving wants to be a Nick. I don't know, I don't know what that Scott was Scott Perry. I mean, dude, it's been crazy. We're going to talk all that. We're going to talk about how this offseason is fucking my life up. I cannot stay off Twitter. And literally, like I said, nothing is happening. And that is fucking driving me crazy. I think it's affecting my marriage, it's affecting my sanity, my work, my job, my life. And that would be fine if things were happening, but nothing is happening. Anyway, that's what's on the agenda today. I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys and girls enjoy. Listen, I hope like one or two people even know this exists at some point. This is our debut episode and let's get started. Wow. Some historic shit in there, Craig. Unbelievable. Yeah. Listening listening to back some, to some of the old episodes, it's honestly embarrassing. Stuff <laughs> it's not that so bad. Hey, for episode number about. one, <laughs> and look where you are now, you know, who would know? You, you know, like you said, maybe you had like one or two listeners that first very first episode when you actually put it out to look where you are now. So I do applaud you sincerely. Because this was your baby from the get-go. All I wanted was one or two, and I got you guys here. That's one or two. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's all we needed. That was July 31st, 2017. Flashback number two, December 18th, 2017. Barry, do you know what night this was? Uh, No. This was a very special debut of Barry motherfucking D. Are you ready, Barry? This is your debut. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Energy up. Energy up. Chest out. Chest out. <laughs> breasts out. Excuse me? <laughs> breasts out. Oh, breasts. <laughs> like my titties. Yeah, your titties. Okay, out. <laughs> That's going to be in the show, by the way. What's up, Barry? You want to say hi to everybody? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Thanks for having me. <laughs> sure. What? Um, actually... <laughs> I'm going to play intro music for you. You're going to play intro music for me? Yeah. Okay. Here you go. This really, I think, um, 
sums you up really well. What the fuck was I thinking? Well, thanks. I don't know what, what I owe the pleasure to uh, having that as my intro song. What was your thought process there? Well, I was driving home from work tonight, and I listened to 90s on 9 a lot. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And that was, Barry and I grew up together. Is that accurate, Barry? Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> that was like, it's very say our, you know, we were 90s kids. And that song was from 1995. And honestly, I don't know why, but it reminded me of you. I, I, you know, in our pathetic group of friends. Pathetic with the ladies, I mean. I think maybe you were the most lady-friendly. That's true. Yeah, but that didn't happen until way later. Like, uh, after high school. 35. Oh, like when you were like 20? Yeah, like, you know, 19, 20, 21. Well, I don't know. I always looked looked at you as like uh just i guess mr boom best a lover lover all right i'll take it <laughs> all right and let's turn this shit off <laughs> so soft-spoken barry uh yeah i like how um i thanked you for having me like i was a, a guest on the show <laughs> <laughs> why were you rolling your eyes during the titties out thing uh just an awful beginning to your career in this yeah, it's just weird. You know. <laughs> it's fucking strange. That wasn't my first time on the show, you know. It wasn't? No. I That was the, my first time on the show as myself. I came on like a week or two before that. Oh, what um, were you? As Ron Baker's barber. I think it was for Ron Baker. It was somebody's barber. Were you? Yes. Yeah, it was like a, a an Israeli barber. So guys, special treat because uh, it's the first night of Hanukkah. We have on the phone this guy, Avi, who claims to be Porzingis' barber. Avi, how's it going? Very good. Thank you for having me in there. Hanukkah Sameach to you and all your listeners. What did you say? How what? Hanukkah Sameach. Happy Hanukkah. Is that, is that a thing? Hanukkah Sameach? Hanukkah Sameach, that's how we say in Israel, uh, Hebrew for, for Happy Hanukkah. Ah, very nice, very nice. So you're Israeli. Yes, that is true, but um, it, it, it's really irrelevant for, for, for these purposes. Well, no, it's not irrelevant. How, and then how the hell did you hook up as an Israeli with the Latvian unicorn Chris Knapps Porzingis? But it's funny that you say the Latvian unicorn because that is really why I, why I, why I called your show. Now, two and a half years ago, Chris Dabbs, who I did not know, he walks into my barber shop, and, and just so you know, this is no, not for some shameless plug or, or, or any publicity or anything like that. I just want the record to be set straight, if you will. Now, I don't know who this Kevin Durant is that is going around spouting that, that, that she, he claims that he came up with this unicorn nickname for, for Chris Stapps. And, and, and this is how, how it happened, and, and I am here to dispute that. Now, two and a half years ago, Chris Stapps walks into my barber shop, and he sits down in my chair, and I look in front of me at the back of his head, and bam, this huge calic sticking off of the back of his head. And I said, you look like a damn unicorn. 
and that, my friends, is how it how it began. And I said, I said, I said, Christophe, you must you must buzz your head around all the way around, and, and I'm going to give you this gel to keep that hair down. You cannot walk around, and you cannot play basketball with this calic. You look like a uniform. <laughs> that was a good segment, I thought. And then who can forget May nineteenth, twenty twenty. The great Blandy. In the midst of a pandemic. Anyway, let's not make him wait any longer. On the show today, he's been dying to get on for how long now, Jason? Five years? Six years? Something like that? <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out. Five or six years we haven't been doing this. We've been doing it now for five so maybe years. maybe like two months then? <laughs> I don't know how exactly how long it's been, but you've been a patient man because every day for the past since our last show we've been trying to get you on but it's just been so crazy between all of us that it's been impossible i know you've got you've been watching Shit's creek a lot so you can't really do it every night barry works until midnight selling bicycles <laughs> and uh, i'm exhausted in general so it just hasn't worked out but you've made it you're wearing your nick's jersey i am yeah what nick's jersey is that stand up let me see that yeah let's see this Marcus fucking Camby jersey. I received you know this. Uh, you know who Barry's favorite Nick is? My 21st Barry's birthday. Barry's favorite Nick of all time. He Every podcast we're on, by the way, that we're guests on, we were just on Off the Ball. Before that, we were on the Hoop Scoop. And it's embarrassing because every time we're on a podcast, they ask us the question of who is our favorite Nick of all time. And I state the obvious. And every time I am embarrassed because I know who Barry's going to say. Do you know who it is? Who Barry is going to say? Yeah, Barry's all-time favorite Nick. Yeah. Yes, Marcus fucking. Yeah, Andy. well, that that's funny that you say that because years ago, when he was still on the Knicks, obviously, Barry one day called me up and said, "I have fallen in love." And then there was like a beat or two where there was nothing, and I was like waiting. Was he talking about a woman? I don't know. And then he said, "With Marcus Camby." Is that true? Yes, one hundred percent. Really, I don't I remember that, that, but I believe you because your memory is. It is, is like not surprising amazing. that Barry yeah. doesn't remember this. How come you, Barry? How come you're willing to give Jason that trust? But when I tell you about the raw egg diet that you were on in high school and you don't remember it, you say that I'm crazy. <laughs> because obviously you've Jason, got a memory issue. <laughs> Jason has proven so. time and time again that his memory is pretty incredible. You know, I want to just. Clarify, like like Barry did, that actually was not the first time that I was on the show either. It wasn't. No. I was uh, Mike Durasmo, your f- uh, floor stainer guy. Oh, oh yes. yes. Right. Yeah. That's right when Barry kind of- He tried to poison his kids you know, and his yeah. wife. I tried Barry to poison my kids. <laughs> irresponsibly put his family <laughs> in harm's way. We're all fine. And my floors look spectacular. Yeah. Good old Mike Durasmo. Something about your wood deserves my gentle touch or something like that. It was something like that. Do you know that I got a call? I got a voicemail from Mike from Dynamite Flooring. No, you didn't. You, yes. Why would you get a phone call from Mike from Dynamite Flooring? Does he fucking listen to the show? I don't know. It came through on the Hard Next Life voicemail. What? Is that possible? That's my floor guy. I figured that out by his fucking voicemail. I mean, maybe dude. you saw the bumper sticker on my car or something. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Or do you not care? No, I'll he- I'll hear it. I'm curious now. I I didn't. We never spoke about the Knicks or the podcast. Yeah, well. There you go. You get a, a free plug. Hey, Greg. 
This is uh, Mike Derasmo, Dynamite Floors. I'm actually the guy who handles Barry's floors in his new house. Uh, some stuff got back to me about some stuff that he's been saying on the show. And uh, truthfully, I'd like an opportunity to maybe um, tell you my side of the story. So if you can, my number is uh, 631 Maybe give me a chance to, you know, tell you what I told him. So uh, again... That's Mike Derasmo, Dynamite Floors. You provide the wood, and I provide the gentle touch. So, wait, <laughs> do you know what he's... Is he talking about, like... Is that real? What we've been talking about on the... Yes! I mean, as far as I know. you Is it not? Well, you didn't know the name of my floor guy, so it couldn't have been you that put anybody up to it. Exactly. So should I call him on that number, or... Let me check... Or not. Let me, so bizarre. Let me check the number I have for him, <laughs> see if it's the same... The same number. See, I have a different phone number for him, but I, I think I have his cell number. Maybe that's like his work number. That that can't be him. Who the hell? Oh, yeah. Well, it's him, Barry, and he's, he doesn't sound happy. Wants to tell you what he told me. I never disparaged anything of, of his work. <laughs> he did great work. My floors look beautiful. Yeah, but is it because you... Did he like oh, maybe warn me not to advise sleep in your here? family not oh. to sleep in there? <laughs> but I and... never mentioned the name of his company, so why would he bring it bring it up? These are great questions. You could call the number. He left the number, right? You should call it. All right. He did not return my text the other day. I texted him a question. He didn't get back to me. Hmm. Maybe that is suspicious. Right? He always got back to oh, me. Oh, yeah. I fucked up a couple of spots on the floor upstairs because I thought I could move something, like on top of a blanket, like a moving blanket, and I, I fucked it up. Oh, no. <laughs> you fucking... Your floors are already, <laughs> already fucked up. I felt so bad. <laughs> so I texted him, like, is there anything that could be done? You know? Here, let me try him. Hey, is this Mike from Dynamite Floors? Yeah, go for Mike. <laughs> you're, you're on with Barry. I don't think this is the real Dynamite Mike. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is the one and only Mike Derasmo, Dynamite Mike. Listen, if you're, the real, if you're the real Dynamite Mike, if I was looking to get like a really good dark cherry walnut finish, would I be better off doing it on pure oak wood? Pure pine or pure redwood? Listen, I'm not here to talk to you about stains and about sanding and what's going to get you the best look for your wood. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. Here's what I just wanted. That's to test your knowledge. Barry, what's the answer to that? I have no idea. I have no idea. (laughs) What I know is I hear that you was talking all this stuff about how your kids might grow up a third arm or something like that three years from now. And listen, you're a big boy. If you want to put your kids in harm's way, you can put your kids in harm's way. That's fine. I'm okay with that. You do what you want to do. But I want it to be known that I at least let this guy know what the risks were that he was taking. Yeah, and I still stand by that raw egg diet thing. I'm so I confident. That. I, I, your memory is overrated by Barry because That's, Barry, for some reason, doesn't know totally what mine is no. like. I remember things that happened to me when I was like two. When I was two years old, Barry, had, he, he couldn't put on weight, so the doctor told him to eat raw eggs, like Rocky. That didn't happen. It happened. You're thinking of a different friend. A different Who? Totally. Some, some, Who? Somebody totally different, and for some reason, your brain mixed up that person with me, and you're I associating this one, with me. I only had one really skinny, lanky friend, and it was you. <laughs> All right? Skinny, lanky. <laughs> 
Who else? Who else do I have that? Do? There wasn't anybody else who was skinny no. and lanky. He's right. George no. Lutz. He was not really a friend. He was more of an acquaintance. Hmm. I didn't talk about him about his doctor visits. <laughs> okay. Like I did with you that time. <laughs> Guys, what's your favorite thing about doing this? What's your favorite and least favorite thing about doing this show? Least favorite? Sure, whatever you can do. Time. Least fa- like at night. Time. I'd be like, wanting to be yeah. asleep instead. Okay. My favorite is the laughs, man. <laughs> just not knowing where yeah. the shit's going to go and then just, uh, you know, something coming out of it like platypussy or, you know, shit like that that just sets us off and pussy. <laughs> all right guys let's move on all right wait wait before we move on you what? know what i miss craig are what? the old intros not like like the oh. old the old opening theme song the old opening the, to the show like the first theme song i mean it changed like open? once or twice but yeah the, the first open that you did and then we did a joint one after that do you have that? I have the one that I did. Yeah. Do you, you have want... that? I missed that. Yeah, Jay, play that one. All right. This actually, I, I actually, because you told me that you were going to bring this up. Yeah. So when I clipped this off, I just re- clicked on a random episode that I knew had it. Right. You know? Right. Because it did change a few times. So I, was, I had to click around a little bit. And after the intro, I just left what was in there. I just think it's funny. Okay. I think you're going to get a kick out of it. All right. <laughs> In the early 90s, I and many others fell in love with a team that embodied everything our city stood for. The toughness, the heart, the fight. But we've fallen on hard times, and we went from throwing the punches to taking them. The New York Knicks are irrelevant to basketball. Hey, Ernest, <laughs> why are we showing the Knicks? Yes. <laughs> Yet through it all, my commitment hasn't wavered. I watch every game hoping that one day, just maybe, that team that didn't back down from anybody, that team that shook the garden every time it played, that team that I fell in love with, returns. But until that day, it's a hard Knicks life. The breaking news, Woj reporting that David Fisdale has agreed to a deal to become the New York Knicks coach. League sources telling ESPN, Chauncey, your reaction. Congrats, Fizz. They got the best coach on the market, in my opinion. I'm Ah. happy for him. I'm happy for Scott Perry and Steve. Steve Steve Mills, Chauncey. (laughs) The best coach on the market. (laughs) The New York Knicks have hired... We all pretty much suspected from all along, David Mother Effin Fizdale. And in <laughs> honor of him, the mother David Fizdale. Fizdale, a little Snoop Dogg fizzle my shizzle. Got a living room full of fine dime bristles. Got, got a living room full of fine dime bristles. Waiting, waiting on the pistol, the dizzle, and the shizzle. Waiting, waiting on the pistol, the dizzle, and the shizzle. For those of you who haven't noticed, uh, no Barry today. Texted Barry after the uh, news of Fisdale came out. Said we should do a pod tonight. And uh, Barry responded that he was really looking forward to the Sixers-Celtics game. What the f- So he can't be here. Seriously? Is he going in person to the game? No. He just wants to watch it. 
that's really weird. can you fucking believe no. that what the hell i can't believe that <laughs> there was we signed the best coach on the market david fucking fizdale wait and you, why, yeah, no matter what coach we signed to watch the game a new head coach for the Knicks is big news, and we do a fucking Knicks buy. How could I turn down doing a recording? You weren't as dedicated back then, I guess. <laughs> That's crazy. And I was totally... I had to do a fucking show alone, Barry. Why would I do that, Craig? How come How come you didn't play Tone Loke? Wouldn't that have made more sense than like Snoop Dogg? Fizzle. Fizzle. I know, Fizzle. but he sounds like Tone Loke. I don't know if I knew what he sounded like at that point. <laughs> and I don't even... I would never make that comparison. Well, here we are, Craig. The the garden is shaking now. The garden is shaking. It shook against Milwaukee. That was some game, bro. All right, so so let's go over the week here. We had a huge comeback against Milwaukee in Milwaukee. Mm. All right. Crazy. Then we got embarrassed by Ricky fucking Rubio. He had a night. He had a career night. I think he's played like 640-something games in his career, and his like best fucking years. one was the other night against us. Yeah, career high. In Philadelphia... Against an undermanned Sixers squad, Julius Randle saves us in the final five minutes of the game. Of the game. Yeah, he looked he looked great, man. He played like an MVP. Ten of the f- Knicks' final fourteen points in the final four minutes and forty six seconds. And then, how many points did we go down against Milwaukee? Twenty four in the rematch. Twenty four, I think, at the most. Twenty four in the third quarter. The end of the third quarter. End of the right? third. Yeah, a couple, few minutes left in the third. And our and our bench. Brings us all the way back to tie the game with that quickly three. That was some second unit, you know, that, that the Knicks, it is some second unit the Knicks have. And, and the play that they, that they you know, put forth to, to come back in this game. I mean, for me, this Milwaukee game was the second best game that the Knicks played or the most exciting game that the Knicks played for me, you know, over opening night against Boston. Because um, of the, the come, fact, because of that comeback, because of the, the comeback, because it was the guys I mean, that through did three it. Three quarters, it was well. The first quarter was okay, but the second and third quarters were awful. Oh no, they were awful. So you don't mean the, their best game? It was just the, the, the just for me. It was yeah. Game. For me, it was the most yeah. exciting game to watch um, since opening night, and and plus the fact that it was against the the defending champs. And yes, they were without Chris Middleton, but they had everybody else. You know, um, Drew Holiday was back for this one, which he wasn't last week. You know, they had Bobby Portis in there doing his thing. Um, yeah, it was just a, a, a exciting, exciting game. Um, even though they didn't pull out the win, uh, for me, there was a lot of positives, at least with that second group, you know, that you can pull out of, you know, I mean. Yeah, I mean, so, so so we came all the way back, right? We tied it with that quickly three. Then we ended up losing. Milwaukee shot 26 of 50 from three. Yeah, that that's the us. most. That's the apparently most the most three-pointers ever at the Garden. Crazy. Right? The most they've ever given up before in a game. Yeah, they were just stringing them together at the end. You know, it, it hurts so much. Um, you know, anytime the Knicks, you know, would do their thing and, and convert. You know, for a while they were trading twos for threes, which was no good. And then, yeah, the Bucks weren't missing from three down the stretch. It was impressive because I know that through three quarters, you know, it was awful. The Knicks looked awful. All right. But for the Knicks to come back in that first game against Milwaukee, you have a, that huge comeback against the Bucks, All right, and then you know the Bucks are out for blood here at the Garden. They go up big again. And you know they want to just blow us out of the water because of what happened at home. And for us to come back in that situation and fucking tie it yeah, is pretty is pretty incredible. Even though we didn't get the win, That's the fact how that I we felt. were able to do that against Milwaukee again. 
Yeah, but you can't, you can't twice in the same week. No, you can't, it's not down. a good thing. It's just pretty incredible they were able oh, no, to yeah. do that. But I mean, you can't expect to, you know, win every game when you go down by 20. What was it? 40-20, right? In the first game to Milwaukee, right? At that one point. I mean, you can't be down 20 points, 24 points and, and think that you're going to be able to crawl out of that. That's the thing. And, you know, the thing that you love about Thibodeau is that he leaves that group out to reap the rewards, right? You know, um, and, and you know, reward these guys for the effort that they put out. They were the ones that got them back. Maybe they can hold them off. The problem is, how long are you going to leave them in there for? Well, I mean, didn't, didn't, didn't they play the last 14 minutes and change of the game, I think? Well, right? yeah, because they were all in, you know, th- those last few minutes of the third quarter when yeah, they started they the to come back. the last 14 minutes and change. And then he left them in the whole time to close out the game, but... Yeah, but up until the Milwaukee game... First of all, this bench is doing that for us like every game, bringing us back. Uh, well, Derek um, Rose has and been- then, has And then been... Thibodeau, every game is like replacing them with a few minutes left. Yeah. He did it against the Sixers. Like the bench was huge. Well, you and don't then have he to put leave Randall all... back in, but it worked. Randall was huge in the end. He won it for us. Yeah, but you don't have to but leave all five in. the bench keeps getting leave, us back in these games. Leave quickly and Rose in there because that duo of a backcourt- has been tremendous. I mean, Rose has been doing it all season. Quickly, since he switched back to his short shorts, has been doing it the last few games. All right? I think that's what he was missing. I, I don't know. But I did notice that this mo- uh, at least this game, they were super short, like back in the day. Um, but you leave those guys in there. Then you want to bring back Randall, you know, to put him in there to close it out? Fine. You know, you could sit down Burks. You could sit down top, and that's fine. Um, I mean, they were getting tired. They were out there so long. Once we tied it up and it was... A few minutes left. We probably could have used a little energy. Yeah, nobody's going to fault Julius, Thibodeau for that. The know. guys are still going to get the praise for getting him back into this game. Yeah, but you're yeah. right. Keep a few of them in, but throw in Julius. But they in RJ. so bad, though. These starters scored fucking Randall, 12 points. I mean, Randall wasn't horrible f- this game. Can you guys hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> in the middle of giving a stat. Go ahead. <laughs> The starters scored 12 points over the final three quarters of the game. Did, did you see their, their plus minus for the game, the starters? Yeah. They're minus 113. It's been like that a few games where minus the bench is all on the plus and they're all minuses. It was, I mean, that's, that's horrendous. That's, that's really bad. Really bad. Mitch, Kemba, and Fournier combined for seven points in the game. I don't think Mitch got an offensive rebound in the game either. No, and that's usually his uh, his thing. Look, that that's yeah. the other issue. You know, we, we we spoke about the threes tonight. The rebounding, I mean, th- and that that's been plaguing the Knicks all season. Look, the the Knicks' record right now is what seven and five. Do you know yeah. that they've been out rebounded by the opposition nine times? Nine of these twelve games, they've been out rebounded by the other team, and and it's hurting them. I mean, this game alone, second chance points. The Bucks got twenty. You know how deflating that is for your defense? And throughout this game, especially, you know, really just that second unit, the energy that they put forth defending and defending, and then to let the Bucks get an offensive rebound, not only are you giving up points, but it's just taking everything out of you. And then you got to come back and do it again just to let up another offensive rebound and then let him get another second chance point opportunity. They got It's rebounding. It's fundamentals. Box out your man. You know, they, they, they spend 24 seconds defending these teams and then they let it go to shit because they can't box out their man. Can we can we talk about the threes for a little bit or no? Did you, Craig, did you have that on the, is that something you wanted to talk about or no? <laughs> you don't have to ask me, just fucking talk I don't, about it, I don't know it, if Jay. it was something you wanted to talk about like later on at some point or, or not. No, 
I don't want to talk about it at all. Let's move on. Okay, then we won't talk about it. That's Let's fine. talk about it for a few minutes. How, what do you want to talk about? Well, I mean, because I was looking before, because, you know, the game ended and they were 26 out of 50. So I started looking at everything. First of all, they're they're 27th in defensive rating overall this year. And last year they were third. I think we talked about that last week, the change. But I was looking, last year we were first in opponents' defensive three-point percentage at 33.8% the game. This year they're at 36.3, which has them at 23rd. And that was before tonight when they went 26 Mm. of of 50. And not only that, but I looked in the – what did they play? 12 games, right? Seven to five? In seven of the 12 games, there's been at least one person on the other team – that's hit five or more threes. So that's in seven out of 12 games. In, a, in the past handful of games. The last five. We can I, remember Miles Turner was what, like seven of 10? Miles Turner had seven. Rubio was like he had eight. seven of eight. I think he had eight. eight of I some, think he was eight of okay. nine. And then fucking Pat Connaughton, however yeah. you say his name. Uh, Grayson of, Allen had six in the first game with Milwaukee. So I, I looked- they gave up five or more threes to one person in a game. Uh, where is it? Eighteen times last year. How are it's, they letting one guy go off like this every game and not getting anyone on That's him? What I don't understand. To disrupt him. Well, the they're, other they're, problem is too, like in these games, especially like these close games like this down the stretch, when they're clawing and fighting to come back, they're scrambling on defense. They're trying to double team, and inevitably, it's going to leave somebody wide open. And unfortunately, they're running against like, these buzz saws that are just knocking down threes. They, all they, the time. they don't miss though. I mean, look at Allen and Connaughton at the end of the game. They just kept sinking them today. And Allen's but been doing it all season long. It's it's becoming a disturbing trend, you know. And it's it, they're giving up the most threes per game. I know at one point they were hitting the most, but they're giving up. It's got to be over 15 a game now because it was like 14-something before tonight. Is that happening because like the starting unit is just not as good defensively as the bench? And they're getting a majority of the minutes typically. I mean, when that bench unit comes in, the the defensive energy goes up. You're not seeing those threes get hit like they are against the starters. Does Tibbs need to make think about making a change of some sort? Maybe it's just one person coming out of the starting lineup for one person on the bench. Who's it going to be? Got, that bench is so powerful and has so much energy. The starting unit could use a little bit of that. At least, in the, at least in the backcourt. I mean, you got Kemba and you got Fournier mm-hmm. in the backcourt, and and that's where. That's where the, the the problem is, you know. RJ can hold his own. Julius, when he tries, can be a an, an above average defender. Um, and then you don't have to worry about, you know, the center position, whether it's Robinson, Noel, even Taj. Um, but you know, when, when that second unit comes in, I mean, Derek Rose, I've been extremely impressed with his defense. I mean, even in this game here, he had uh, I think he had three three steals. Yeah, he had three steals and a block. Um, tonight and he, he always does that. He puts pressure um, when he's on defense and quickly has been amazing. Um, even when he didn't have it going offensively this year. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what the switch up is. You know, we know that Derek at least says that he wants to continue coming off of the bench. Um, so I, I don't know what that mix up is. But but yes, you're absolutely right. The defense needs to step up. So I don't yeah, know if that's it's... shuffling the players. I don't know what it is. But Thibodeau has to tighten these screws. To, to get at least somewhat back to where they were, or at least you know close the gap between this year and last year where they were in their defense, the, their defensive numbers. Yeah, over his last four games, Kemba is averaging 4.8 points, 
three assists, two boards, 23% field goal percentage, 11% from three. All right, so <laughs> that's not good. No. And when no. you're not, when you're not, you can't do anything defensively and you're doing that offensively, should he even be playing? He's Kemba Walker. If you're not bringing anything to either side of the floor, should you even be playing? And I know before the season, we talked about Kemba's the starter. Obviously, you know, there's not going to... We talked about, is there going to be a controversy at some point? Should Derek Rose start over him? And it was like, I think, Jay, you were pretty emphatic about, no, Kemba's the starter, right? Yeah. I'm, I think Rose needs to be coming off the bench with Quickly. I but think then the, fucking... I don't know. Then Quickly needs to fucking start because Kemba's not work fucking well working as a starter. Kemba is not working as a starter. Quickly can play D. He can do everything that Kemba is doing out there. Didn't we just talk better. about though how like we shouldn't like that there are probably Knicks fans already that want yes, yeah, but but now you're and one look at what's them. happened over the past week. All of a sudden, Quickly's playing great. We we were questioning last week how he started off the season so poorly, but he had 18 points against Milwaukee, five boards, four assists. He he always brings it defensively. He's over his past three games, he's shooting 50% from the field and 50% from three. He's been playing great. No doubt. He's been playing great. The thing is, that's the problem when you bring in a star that's past their prime because they're, they're still a star. You know, any way you cut it, I don't care. He's making $8 million. He's still Kemba fucking Walker. And what, you, you're going to take him out of the rotation completely? Because essentially, I mean, that, that's what's going to happen if you're looking to move somebody else in that point guard spot. Because where's he going to go after that? You're not going to play him alongside Rose. And we just talked about how we like Rose in that no. second unit. Alec Burks, as much as we've seen him run the point, is he going to be your starting point guard? No. And again. Well, we all like Rose in the second unit. But uh, I'm sorry, Barry. You can continue soon. But but maybe it just is coming to a time where Rose, he's the best fucking point guard on the team. So he's going to have to start. Look, it may come to a time when, when yeah, you got to look at that tough, tough decision to figure out what you're going to do with Kemba Walker. Because, look, politics is going to play a role. You make this huge deal about bringing this kid back to New York, to his hometown, um, you know. But it's still early. It's still 12 games in. And, again, let's just like we were talking about quickly having a little slump, and he's bounced out of it. Kemba Walker's a professional. You know, the, the last thing we've been worried about and should be worried about is his shot. Right? You just read the numbers, how poorly he's shooting. But that's the last thing I'm worried about with him. You know, if he could at least pull that back together and hold his own on the offensive end and you want to give, you know, 60, 70% more minutes to Rose, then that's fine. That's what you do. I don't think there's a need to, to, to bench the guy yet or even to pull him out of the starting lineup yet. And again, he's not closing out games. Better start contributing in some way soon. Listen, if we if we survived all of last season with Alfred Payton starting every freaking game, I think we can, you know... Yeah, we that's not the issue. Kemba Walker, a little bit extra time. This team has a lot of issues, um, and I know that we're saying that Kemba is a big part of a defensive issue, but that that's not that's not the number one issue, and, and I don't think that's where you got to start with cleaning up this. It's, uh, it's you know, not a huge issue to me, but it is the most obvious weak spot in the starting lineup that you could quick easily upgrade with someone from the bench right now. I mean, maybe he'll get better, but just right in this current moment. Because what do you take out? Fournier, who you signed to a huge deal, bring him off the bench. You obviously can't, are not taking out RJ, Randall, or Mitch. No. So it's either Fournier or Kemba if you want to make a move. 
there's no there's no need to make a move yet. Craig. I wouldn't right now. Again, they they beat the Bucks last week. They were super close to beating the Bucks again this week, and again without any production from their starting lineup, they will get production from starting lineup again. You know, Randall and Barrett are going to put they, up the numbers. They, but they you. were close to being the Bucks tonight because of the bench. Yeah, I think the bench. Yeah. They're lucky 62, to have the bench that they right? do. They got one of the best benches in the NBA. Yeah, so the stars had nothing to do with that. Nothing. They were awful. I understand that. Awful. But normally you're going to get more out of RJ and Julius. So you're going to keep it the same because they almost beat the Bucks tonight? They were so game. bad. And Julius wasn't horrible tonight. He wasn't? No, he but had a 20-point game. He, no. 16 points, five boards, and one assist, Barry. Six of 15 shooting, minus 26. Well, I know about the minus 26 you know the, the so was, 16 5 and 1 he he did he scored like 11 points in the first quarter and then five points the rest of the way it's not a good night it was like the toronto game he actually probably scored i think he scored 9 points in the first like 3 minutes of the game or 11 points in the first 3 to 4 minutes of the game you guys want to listen to some voicemails yeah sure i see i have a new podcast to listen to i'm Really appreciate listening to you guys on my long walks. Um, it's like bringing some friends along with me while I'm walking. So I'll enjoy that tomorrow morning. Isn't that nice? Like three days after we, we push a, a podcast night. out, Ralph sends that. Wow. Do you want me to keep going? Because there was more time on that. Do you want me to? Yeah, that's a montage of Ralph. Oh, okay. Hold on. Along with me while I'm walking. So... I'll enjoy that tomorrow morning. That's nice. Have a great night. Woohoo! Knicks come back and win. That <laughs> time we had a good game. Bye. He just called him Barth like that. Hey, I'll take the win. <laughs> Go Nick. Was it was it hard to make a montage of? There's probably like 500 of his voicemails. So how did you narrow it down to like four or five? No, that was like all of them from this week. There weren't. A, it was just light week for Ralph. Usually there is like 25 of them, but I think I played every one. What's up, Craig Barry Blandy? Um, I want to hear. I know you're already going to be talking about RJ, but I want to hear what your thoughts are on his feeling as a player. Because he just seems like a young player that has the exact right mindset to keep getting better and better um, and building. And he just seems like he could really, you know, keep improving for a long time. So let me know what your thoughts are. Thanks, guys. Love the pod. Bye. So this was actually a late voicemail from the right after we put out the show last week. So it was coming off of RJ's, you know, hot streak there. What, what do you think? What's your what's his ceiling as a player, Barry, for you? Yeah, I mean, I. He's a really well-rounded player. Um, you know, it's it's hard because it's still so early. This is his third year. Um, we've seen this string of games that he put together last week, and we see all the upgrades that he's been tinkering with and been making to his game. So, again, I mean, usually guys don't have these linear progressions. He's been able to do that thus far. So, I mean... Can I see R.J. Barrett being a multi-year all-star? Yeah, I can. He's got a, a lot of years in front of him, and he's already doing this still in year really three, yeah. you know? So, so yeah, I, I'm still very high on R.J., and, and I think he's got a very high ceiling. Is he still 20 or 21? 21. 
He's so well, young. Well, let's see. If he was 20 in 2020, but he was... If he's 21, based on your logic... Based on your uh, logic, he, he'd be 22 he's, he's because only it's been, two years later. No, he, If right. he was 20 in 2020, he, that was one year. 21, 21 years, but he's only be been here 20 years. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's only been here 20 years, but his age is 21 because... No, that's not... But he's been doing it for 20 years, living for 20 years. But he's 21. Makes no fun. That's not how you do it. That's not how you do it. I see it. Like, you know, obviously he's young, so that consistency isn't there yet because he has that, he had that stretch of like five straight 20 point games. And then all of a sudden it's like a few nine point games or, you know, single digits and, and you want him to catch fire again. But I could see him being like a 24 and eight guy. With a few All Star games in his career, I feel like that's his ceiling for me. Nothing wrong with that, that's for sure. No, next one. It's not often that you hear sports fans chanting "Let's go, Jew." That's the whole voicemail. It's true. There aren't many of them. Well, yeah, because if people were chanting that, it would be pretty fucking anti-Semitic. Why? That they're saying "Let's "Let's go." go, That's a positive thing. That's to not a, anti-Semitic. That's you're you're encouraging the Jew. Let's go, Jew. You're yeah. encouraging the Jew. Let's okay. go. Get stop stop playing. You know that that's not right. Let's go, Jew. Well, Barry actually did you call him that when we were at the game? And I was yeah, like, I think I said yeah, that. Jew. And I was like, you I can't. fucking no. I and hate I, that and nickname. And I told Jason that I can say that. I hate that nickname. Yeah, it's a hate horrible it. nickname. It's, you can't do that. I'm sorry. Just call the man Julius. Uh, you, you, no, I have no, I have no Jew. issue with it. No, no, I do. It's it's awful. <laughs> it's just it's cringeworthy. <laughs> Jew, yeah, it's yeah, not Jew. Jew. Ju, that doesn't Get matter. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, next one. What up, guys? Uh, Your boy DJ here after the DJ. Bucks game. Ah, damn. Damn, damn, damn. We came short. Great comeback from our second unit. Obi, IQ, Rose, Tash, Burks. Great game from them. Our first unit have, has to step up the next games, especially defensively. Oof, okay. Anyway. So, congratulations to episode number 200 today. Thank you. Um, I am enjoying <laughs> the most part of the last two seasons, I think. Um, the best part of it was uh, when I met you last year in March in person. And, it, of course, uh, my life experience with you on the, sh- the show it was great and I hope we do this again maybe this season and yes looking forward to the next ones peace out guys your boy DJ play that clip from when we met DJ Jay do I have that oh is that that's the original socks the Nixo socks good old Nixo socks alright number five here Craig Barry G Derek from Scotland here How's it going, boys? What are my favourite moments from the first 200 shows? How about 
drunk Florida woman's appearance on the show, <laughs> Barry recording the show in his toilet, the Iggy Brastegas <laughs> interview, the fake 90s podcast that I'm still scarred by, Ian Begley fucking up in Zoom, the fact that it took a little time for you guys to get used to my accent, which was especially frustrating as a lot of the time I was trying really hard to speak clearly. And of course, it was an honour to have my version of the theme tune open up one of the shows. As a Nick fan in Scotland, it's been great to have you guys be my Nick fan spirit animals. I love the show. Lang may your limerick, and here's to the next 200. All the best, boys. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, Derek. I don't know what the fuck you said at the yeah, end. Yeah, I missed the you guys? thing at the end. Langley of Langley? I have to admit, I played that a bunch of times before. It's probably some kind of Scottish saying or something. Well, can you play it again? That's just the end? All right, just the end. Are you able to do that? Let's see. Yeah, I can do that. Let's see. Animals, I love the show. Lang me your lumley, and here's to the next 200. Lang me your lumley. Lang me your lumley. Lang me your lumley. Lang me your lumley. It's like a robot. (laughs) Lang me your love me. Something you love me. You lay me, you love me. You lie me? Is he calling us a lie me? You lie me, you love me. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, one more time. Animals, I love the show. Lang me your lumley, and here's to the next 200. (laughs) All the best, boys. Lang me, you love me. I don't even. Like Sorry, Derek. Try, we don't know. We still don't try know. Google what you're it, saying. but I don't even know what to type. I don't, I don't even know how to spell that. Lang. It's funny watching all of our faces when the Derek voicemails play because we're all trying, so, squinting so hard. <laughs> holding our ears. Times where you're I'm holding like my confused. ear close to the microphone, like it's gonna fucking do something. <laughs> and then there's times where you don't understand what he said until it like continues, and you're like, oh, okay. Nick Spirit Animals or or the open. Oh wait, thing. hold on. What is it? Uh, Langley. What is that? What just came? No, hold on. I thought something came up, but I guess not. I thought I had something there. I, we got to figure out. He's got to, Derek, you got to, got to tweet us or something because we need to know. He will. All right. Y'all hear that music? <laughs> Jay, enough searching. You're not going to find it. All right. It is time for the news presented by Clarkson Avenue Crumb oh, Cake Company. I found it. Oh, okay. Exciting. I found it. It's it is Lang May Your Lumreek. Yeah. Well, what the hell does it mean though? Lang. <sighs> Here we go. Right. Oh, literal meaning literally meaning long may your chimney smoke. It's a toast to one's health, wishing one's lives long and healthy. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Derek. Lang may your lumreek. Derek, did you really wow. think that we were gonna we were gonna be able to understand what that was? Without Blanderson Hooper's Blanderson Hooper's fucking amazing. I found it. The fact that he could because even... he found that on his phone. Yeah. Lang may your lumreek. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what to type in or or what. I'm impressed. Wow. Thank you, Barry. Appreciate it. Craig this is the news care. presented by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, who's changing the crumb cake game. Jay, you want to tell everyone about the... Uh, should we get the sexy music going here, or no? It's up to you. You let me know. Barry, should we do the sexy music, or just bust through this ad? Um, I think you... I, should, I don't know. I think do people like the time. sexy music. They do? All right, let's do it quick. Hit the sexy music, Jay. Make it a quickie, Jay. 
Yeah, just a quickie, Jay. Okay. Just bang it out. Uh, the cake November, the November cake of the month is the caramel apple crumb. Uh, it is inspired by one of the great fall um, sweets, and that is the caramel apple. It is a caramel apple crumb cake. Uh, it's a vanilla cake filled cinnamon apples that just ooze out of the side. It is topped with homemade caramel sauce that when you get it on your face, it is sticky and hard to get off. You don't want to get any of that in your eyes, that's for sure. You do not want to get that in your eyes. Uh, Why would you get it in your eyes? a gooey layer of that caramel. I mean, so when you bite into that, it just explodes in your all right, they get it. Stop the music. Okay. You're 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 you always do explodes in your mouth. You well, can't listen, resist. It's, I think that's a. I think people like that. I think they like the sound of that. From holiday gift boxes to their world famous crumpkins, they even have a crumb cake of the month subscription. You can get for three, six, or twelve months. Go to ClarksonAveCrumb.com. Use promo code HardnessLife for twenty three percent off your order. All right, Blandy. You All said right, there's a lot go. of news tonight. so Yeah, there's just a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, first off, um, we had mentioned the last time about whether or not the new mayor-elect of New York City, if that was going to change anything for Kyrie and the Nets. Uh, however, he said that New York City is not going to change its rule and that it's up to the NBA and Kyrie to come to some sort of understanding about whether or not he's going to play this year. So there was some hope uh, about the COVID regulations being um, loosened. And Eric Adams says, no, that's not going to uh, happen. Not much going on otherwise with uh, COVID in the league, other than Joel Embiid obviously is in protocols. And that's why I missed the game the other day. Um, Big story. Probably the biggest story right now is the uh, beef between the Morris twins and, uh, Jokic Um, because of what happened in the game the other night between the Heat and the Nuggets. Do you want me to play the audio for that or? No, but let's just talk about it. Okay. Did you, Barry, what'd you, I didn't think it was a big deal what Jokic did. Uh, I mean, it's a big deal, but it was warranted. So it was warranted. I'm not going to fault him for that. You know, the league did what they needed to do, which was suspend him. Um, I, I mean, I think the punishments were, were were fair, but I also don't I don't come down on or think negatively about Jokic for what he did. If anything, good for him for fucking not taking that shit from. Yeah, I found it ridiculous the that the Heat Morris. were like waiting for them after oh, the yeah, game. Jimmy Butler and... was like challenging the entire Nuggets bench to a fight. Yeah. Well, maybe Morris shouldn't fucking try to. I don't even know what he was trying to do, but like just. Tried to almost t- it was it was like, like a, a football like a tackle, shot like. to the ribs. Yeah, dude. it was like a yeah. shoulder. That was right? a or total cheap to shot. I know that it's a cheap shot to hit someone in the back, but to hit to hit someone like that in the middle of a basketball play is equally a cheap yeah, shot. Like by, well, by half court, no one's on, uh, the game you're going to do that. Barry and I were talking about this at uh, dinner and on, on inside the NBA. Charles Barkley and Shaq both said they didn't think there was anything wrong with him shoving him in the back. And their reasoning was, if if you hit me, you best not turn your back on me. You know, like yeah. if you yeah, if you hit right me first, you. you better expect that I'm going, I'm I'm coming at you and swinging. So don't don't turn your back. And if you do, that's your own fault. 
And these two guys Absolutely. have a history, you know, of this. You know, everybody brings up the the Marcus Morris thing with bopping the ball on that guy's uh, on the defender's head when he was on the Knicks. But then, you know, there was also last year in the playoffs with Luka Doncic where he had a dirty play. You know, this is Marcus, not Markeith, but where Marcus, you know, almost uh, took Luka's ankle out by sticking his foot, you know, um, right underneath Luka. So, yeah, there's a history there. Um, not good, not good. But but you know, I, I will tell you one thing: when when Denver does come to Miami, that's going to be must see TV. That's for sure. And now oh, you know, there's great. rumors that the Jokic brothers are going to be at the game that they already bought tickets. So it's going to be a whole thing. I don't know what the yeah, league is going to do. You know, uh, approaching oh, they're going to be game. on the lookout for that. You know that they're not going to allow anything to happen. <sighs> but but Marcus Marcus tweeted right about what happened, and then Jokic's brothers specifically set up a Twitter account after this happened in order to tweet at the Morrises to let them know that they weren't pleased. Yeah, and those well, that's the other game big. to watch. When do the Clippers play Denver? I don't know. That's the oh, other must because of Marcus. Because of Marcus, yeah. Know. The the Jokic boys- Why, because Marcus brothers has is... to retaliate? Yeah, Marcus already said he's taking notes. Oh, I hope he gets his ass kicked. Well, one yeah, one of the brothers big. is 6'8", the other one's like 6'. They're all big. They're, they're all biggest tanks. Markeith said he spoke to his mom and his mom told him that she wants him staying off of social media. So they each got what? A game, right? No. Suspension? No, Jokic got Jokic a game. Jokic got a game. Morris got a, a, a 50K. monetary fine. Oh, okay. That's right. And he got the flagrant assessed for that too. All right. Yeah. Um, and Butler got fined also. Yeah. He, well, he was not happy. He was not happy at all. Uh, we talked last week about uh, owner of the Suns, Robert Sarver, and all the allegations of a toxic culture. Uh, he had denied everything, including you know their accusations that he used the N-word more than a few times. Uh, Sports Illustrated published today uh, a nine-and-a-half-minute video that they got a hold of from a roast that was done in late oh, last year by Sarver at the uh, – it was for one of the minority owners for the Suns who had died – and it was filled with lots of, uh, I guess, nothing racist, but a lot of misogynistic kind of stuff and a lot of the stuff that he had been accused of a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. Um, so there's there's that. Also, apparently his wife reached out to three different former employees over the weekend who had made uh, accusations against Sarver. And so there are some people who think that that seems to be a bit of uh like trying to intimidate people from from speaking to the league any further. By the way, we mentioned this last week, the idea that he had shown pictures of pe- to people at the at the place of his wife in a bikini. Uh, did either of you look up his wife? I you know, I think you sent us some photos. Penny Penny Sarver, Penny Sanders Sarver. Yeah, um, you might want to check that out if you get a chance. That's in the news that we should just check out his wife. Yeah, why not? I'm just throwing it in there at the end. Uh, speaking of toxic workplace, the uh, Blazers are investigating. They've hired an outside firm to investigate their general manager, uh, Neil Olshay, because of uh, some accusations against him. So this seems to be going around. What are the accusations against him? Just the workplace environment that, you know, it's, it's an uncomfortable workplace environment. That he's not the nicest guy. Michael Porter Jr. is out for the foreseeable future. I don't know if you saw that because of lower back issues. Back issues obviously are always uh, pretty touchy. So who knows when the next time is he's going to play. He just got a huge deal, didn't he? Yep. So that's that's not good for them. 
at all. Clearly, well, they knew that they risk to, when they drafted him. I mean, didn't he miss basically the whole first his whole first season, right? Yeah, and his whole season at in college. Yeah, as a result, well, he had a great season last year, and that yeah, got him got the all contract. that money. And now it'll probably be done. And now we'll see what happens. And speaking of back issues, we talked last week about Scotty and Michael, and Scotty feeling like he didn't get his due in the last dance. Well, Scotty did an interview either today or yesterday with Frank Isola on Sirius. Did you hear any of this? I caught part of the interview today, actually. No. All right. So I'm going to play just a Jesus. small little clip here <laughs> having to deal with uh, his back ailments um, that one year. Uh, and so, Craig, I guess if we ever... both heard it, then he wouldn't play it for the listeners. Yeah, I know. It's oh, fucking Jesus. so – it's this up. thing that Jay does that is so annoying. Did you look at the? Did just you look assume that, did, assume that just, we didn't hear it because yeah, people out a, there haven't heard yeah. it. Okay. Not everybody. Did so, you Did you get a chance to look at photos of the wife? Did you hear this interview? <laughs> did you watch? Isola this? was did asking Did you see him, the Jokic play? Just fucking tell everybody, Jay. Isola was asking him about the the series with Utah and whether or not he would have been able to go in Game Seven uh, if Jordan hadn't hit that shot to to win the series over who is that? Byron Russell, right? And this better be good because I'm I'm like based on the way you're describing this, I'm so not hold even on. Would you? So <laughs> he was asking him about that, and he had said no that he was done. So Frank Isola started asking him about back injuries, which led to this. And, and you know the way it works with us in the media. When Michael Jordan would get sick in a playoff game, we make it seem like he came from his hospital bed yeah. with IV stuck in his arm, it's and, he's have, <laughs> and he has these great <laughs> accomplishments. But for you, that is pretty remarkable what you did again i'm not saying you're doing it for people to give you credit but do you feel that not enough was made of that moment because there you were playing hurt in a deciding game against well, a great utah jazz here's my breakdown on that i'm gonna ask you this all right is it easier to play with a herniated disc or to play with the flu they always say the worst injury to have is a bad back so well <sighs> i don't i don't see many uh Bad back games, but I do see <laughs> flu games. Flu, come on. And it wasn't. Right, so Who cares? There's, there's it's no Scotty Pippen. Nobody cares. He's, no he's doing there. a ton of interviews. I know it's you Barry, know to promote his care? book, Unguardable, but he's, he's all this? over the place. Do you fucking care? I mean, I think I'm interested. I mean, he was the, he was the number two to the to the greatest basketball player that ever played the game. Yeah, now and now he's just ragging on him. And you didn't hear about any bad blood at the time you know, when they were winning those championships. Yeah, I've got no interest. Someone had to be the number two. That's a solid number two, man. A solid number two. Not... Mm-hmm. All right, and that's the way the basketball bounces. All right, guys, it's late. I'm fucking exhausted. You guys? Yeah. Do you guys both right. have work tomorrow? I do. No. Unless, except unless you're counting this work, editing this shit. You have off. Bad, but you're working. Yes. I was up late last night, too, playing ping pong with uh, oh, Craig. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I know. I was going to ask you, you know, in this ending, if we're going to play tomorrow night. It was great. Yeah. I almost threw out my knee and my back. <laughs> Jay, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous game, ping pong on the Oculus. 
Yeah, it's so good though. Like Craig and I were talking about last night, like how it's so amazing how far technology has come that we're fucking immersed inside this world. Like it felt like the two of us are in the same room, we're talking in a bed, to each uh, other, uh, fucking apartment. hitting ping pong ball back to each other. It was great. We were like dancing with our because all you can see on the other guy is the paddles and the headset. <laughs> so you could like do dance moves or like. I was going like this to my crotch a lot whenever I would score. So you see that though? You see like the paddles going like this <laughs> and like the head going down. <laughs> but Barry was saying that like he was playing the other night and this almost happened to me a couple times. You forget that it's not a real table. So you like lean forward to try and hit like a ball that like just goes over the net. Yeah, and, you'll and you lose. like you like put your hand out like you're gonna lean on the table and you'll just fall. But you fall down. like right through it. You know? It's a, it's very weird, but it's very cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, if anybody out there has it, um hard nicks B on uh, Yeah, and for me it's um, Axel A X E L four 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 four. Find us on Ping Pong. We'll, we'll that's right. Back. The game is called Eleven. You should make that a Patreon tier. What do you think? <laughs> weekly ping, weekly pong ping pong matches. Yeah, or ping pong to- the Hard Knicks Life ping pong tournament. No, can I we start a tournament on there, Barry? What'd you say? W. Can we do a tournament on there? I don't know. We did. We played like how many games did we play? We just kept we kept going. I think you. We kept I think, going until our eyes couldn't do it anymore. I think you <laughs> beat me. You know, it was fairly evenly matched, but I think you ended up beating me more times than I beat you. And I think you went in there. You went in there thinking that you were going to destroy me, didn't you, Barry? No, no, not at all. So I, I had no idea. I mean, I hadn't been playing it long, you know. And it's not exactly like real ping pong. I mean, I think I'm better on this than I am in real ping pong, actually. Do you think so? It's more, it was a little <laughs> more forgiving. But the great part is you don't have to bend down to pick up the ball. That's the worst part about ping pong, right? It's having to go behind you and fucking pick up that little ball. Barry spent a couple minutes straight just trying to hit the ping pong ball out of the apartment window because the windows were Right, there were like two windows that are open. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, if you want to reach out to us, it's hardnickslife at gmail.com. If you want to play ping pong against us, remember it's hardnicksb for Barry. And it's Axel four 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 for me. Well, I'm I may be able to jump in on that at some point soon. My oh, wife okay. tonight on the way to dinner said, "Why don't we get that Oculus thing for the kids for Christmas?" There you go. All right. Well, when you get that, you, we'll give all of our ping pong handles. So, um, you can follow us on Twitter at Hardnick's Life for me at Barry Dworkin at Barry, at Barry Dworkin for Barry at Blandy Hooper for Blandy, and you can call us. At 516-33-MESH-1. Give us your temperature on the Knicks anytime. Remember, head on over to patreon.com backslash hardnickslife to find out how you can be a bigger part of the show. Blandy, what is the upcoming schedule here? Uh, Well, for the remainder of this week, there's just the game Friday night at Charlotte. Uh, And then Monday home for indiana and wednesday home for orlando and then saturday home for houston and you don't want to look past that craig you do not want to look past that houston game because then you got seven juggernauts in a row wow yeah that's gonna be tough 
That is. So I'm, I'm honestly just happy stretch. that we're off Saturday and Sunday. I think this team could use a couple of days off here. Yeah, they're going to be off a Saturday and a Sunday. By the way, nobody talked about it really, and I know Milwaukee played. It was, I think, it was Milwaukee's second of a back-to-back. It was. It was. But this Milwaukee game was their, our third game in four nights. Yeah. True. And by the way, that that foul reversal on that Giannis. Yeah. Play. How the fuck did they reverse that? What are the refs looking at? Right. You didn't get up in arms about that. That Giannis just he 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 fouled one arm of Obi's yeah. that had the ball. I don't. Yeah, like it's it's one thing if they didn't call it as a foul from the get go, but yeah, I think it was it was too close to overturn it. Um, it should have stood. Do you think they would have overturned it if it was somebody other than Giannis? That's I'm I sorry, that should not be getting overturned at MSG. He, I I I I think he probably got the benefit of the doubt on that one. Should Obi have tried to slam it over Giannis? It's Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, he's always in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. He's a monster. He's up at the rim. I mean, that, that's what he does. You're going to fucking try to take it right over him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Got to go for it. Uh, All right, guys. Until next time, it is a hard Knicks life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.